What's up, nerds? ESPN Plus, the ESPN You won't see a team play worse than my team played yesterday. The New York Jets' performance yesterday was an embarrassment. You, you hired somebody that doesn't even understand what an SC Trojan is all about. Like, stop! Hi, I'm Brian Barnhart, voice of the Fighting Illini, and this is your home for Fighting Illini Sports. 98.9, the game. And now, broadcasting live and local, from the 98.9, the game studios in Effingham, Illinois, it's the starting lineup with Travis Sparks. Larry Bird, the Hick from Salt Lick. Yeah, Hick from French Lick. Whatever. And Eric Fry. Every time you say Bielema, I think of Brad Bielema. It's the starting lineup on 98.9 The Game. Staying dry out of there on this gray, uh, gloomy, rainy day. But it's the starting lineup here on 98.9. The uh, game, no uh, gray and uh, gloomy here. As it's Travis Sparks, Eric Fry hanging out with you here on the starting lineup. And we're hanging out with you until the next hour, until the noon hour here on ESPN Radio. Coming up, we got some uh, local sports to uh, hit up on. And, of course, so we'll uh, be hitting up on uh, some of uh, the uh, last regular season games for boys of basketball. I know a couple of games got uh, squeezed in uh, yesterday, and they will continue tonight. We also got some regional championships uh, to, to be decided in uh, girls basketball uh, this evening. So we'll get you set uh, for uh, those matchup tonight. And we might even get to a little uh, looking at the boys brackets uh, today and uh, maybe take Taking a look at some of our predictions uh, of the brackets coming up as well. We'll hit up on some college basketball. Some things happened to that uh, last night. Indiana Falls, and so did the number one team in the country. And Eric can brag a little bit uh, about uh, that he was right. Yep. And so we'll talk about that. And we'll hit up on the NBA and NHL as well. And I know we talked about the slam dunk contest yesterday, but I didn't realize that they announced those participants because the All-Star game is this weekend. And we'll have both the Rising Stars Challenge tomorrow night on 99 The Game. Uh We'll have Saturday night. With the dunk contest and the three-point shootout on uh-huh. 99 of the game, then we'll have the All-Star game on Sunday. Hmm. <laughs> right here. All right here on 99 of the game. Who knew? I didn't <laughs> until no. I got the email saying that it was this weekend, and do yeah. you want to air it? I mean, I've seen uh, commercials uh, pop up with uh, Post Malone uh, hyping it up in Utah. but He's everywhere. Uh, oh, hey, <laughs> and he's on a Practical Jokers uh, guest star as well. So uh, Post is showing up all over the place. And, yeah, apparently the All-Star game is uh, this weekend. So uh, getting closer getting closer to the All-Star break for the NBA. So We should have uh, known because the NHL All-Star break just happened, and those right. are always close together. Yeah, kind of. And then uh, also uh, coming up, into the uh, podcast, Eric will continue his uh, countdown of the top 75 moments in NASCAR history, according to Eric. 
And we have, we'll, we'll also recap uh, qualifying from last night for Daytona. Mm, okay. Get you ready for the duels tonight. And Travis, we have the return of entertainment. The return of entertainment. I have some entertainment today that we're, we're going to be looking at. Oh, boy. Non-NASCAR related, too. Oh, wow. Get ready. Just a random Thursday. We're bringing well, back some entertainment. I felt confident after it? the Northwestern and the Tennessee picks yesterday. Uh, so that okay. got me a little little confident. So okay. I'm like, well, let's go ahead and get some entertainment going Okay. for the weekend okay. and tonight. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. So we'll get to that. And whatever we don't get to here in the treasure hour, we'll get to in the uh, podcast in some sort of a fashion. You can find that pod wherever you find your favorite podcast, iTunes, Spotify, the website, fmradio.com, on our, our podcast tab. And uh, well, let's uh, shout out uh, these uh, fine folks, McMahon Meets, Tingley Insurance Agency, Wet Pools and Spas, Worth Computer Repair, and uh, Tatopolis State Bank. We uh, appreciated those uh, sponsors for sponsoring uh, the uh, start and light up here on on a 98.9. So uh, we got a lot to get to here today. So uh, let's hit it up and let's get it going with, you know what? It's first things first. Before we get into the show. First things first. And uh, there was some uh, news happening uh, yesterday on the uh, Chicago Bears uh, front, and it looks like that uh, their move out of the city is inching uh, closer and closer to becoming a reality. As it looks like yesterday, uh, the uh, Bears have closed on the Arlington Heart. Arlington Heights property and uh, so uh, now that is officially uh, theirs and uh, another step forward into uh, the new stadium location and uh, building a grand new uh, facility uh, as well in development and so uh, the Bears are one step closer to moving to Arlington Heights. Yes but the team did state that the purchase quote does not guarantee the development of the team's plan for a domed stadium end quote so they're Trying their best to make it. No, this doesn't mean anything. We just we just purchased this land. It doesn't mean anything. Um, they all said that there remains a quote tremendous amount of due diligence mm-hmm. end quote to be done in order to take the next step in the process. I I think this is the nail in the coffin in them staying in Soldier Field. Yeah, I think so too. The, the, that is not going to happen. Mm-hmm. They are going to be moving from Chicago. Mm-hmm. What I think there, there there's two questions for me moving forward and that is how long does it take to get started on this stadium so that we know when the bears will be moving to this new stadium yeah the second thing is i guess there's three three questions i have the second thing is what does the city of chicago do with soldier field and that space sure i i don't know i don't know what they're going to do with it but I, i i would like to know soon Yeah. And the third thing is, how do the fans respond? Meaning, are they still going to come out and support the Bears? Or are they going to feel shunned and slighted that they're moving out of Soldier Field, which has held held the Bears since 1971? Mm -hmm. Are they going to, especially if the Bears do not put a good team on the field next year? Right. Could we see fan support just tank? 
Yeah, I don't think it'll tank, but uh, that is quite the combination of mm -hmm. uh, stuff on the field and then uh, possibly uh, moving out of the city and whatnot. I'm sure there'll be uh, people bringing signs and, I don't know, maybe a protest or two uh, to try to keep them uh, in the city or maybe to uh, oppose this uh, move to our, a potential move to Arlington Heights. But uh, obviously, this is a big step. It's a year and a half process of trying to purchase uh, the mm -hmm. uh, racetrack or the horse track in Arlington Park. And it's uh, reported a, a price of $197.2 million. Yes. And while the property has been purchased, there'll be a plenty more negotiating between the Bears and uh, their potential new one uh, to come. So uh, they did close on, on the property for that $197 million price tag, but uh, still. Uh, more stuff needs to be done to uh, kind of m even and, move it even in a further direction right. of a new stadium. And the Bears can say all they want. You're not paying that much money for a piece of land that you're not wanting to put a stadium on. Sure. Like, they, they're trying their best to save face. They're trying their best because, again, I can look at it two ways, Travis. If I am a Chicago Bears fan who live in Chicago or the Chicago metro area, I can look at it as one, especially if I've been a fan of the Bears for, let's say, 30, maybe 40 years. You are supposed to play in Soldier Field. That sure. is where the Bears play. you played there since 1971. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, if I'm a diehard, loyal Chicago Bears fan, I'm thinking, hey, maybe this will cut down on parking. Maybe it'll be easier for me to get to the games. Maybe I won't have to deal with downtown Chicago traffic to get there. There's going to be a bus, uh, uh, rail station, according to the renders we saw, right outside the stadium for for the train to go to. Right. It may make it easier for me to be a fan to go to a game. Yeah, the game day experience might be a little bit better. It also might be a little bit It'll more pricey. It'll be pricier, more pricey. So. <laughs> it will. And uh, it's okay, you know. But you it, live in downtown Chicago. You're used to high prices for everything. And it's okay. You know, I think that I saw a while back of everyone's kind of a city map of where the uh, stadium is in correlation to mm -hmm. the city center and whatnot. And this would be pretty far out there. I mean, yep. it's not uh, quite in the territory of uh, San Francisco. The 49ers Levi Stadium is apparently uh, just night and day away from the right. heart of San Francisco. Uh, but, uh, you can still see downtown Chicago yeah. from where the new stadium is. Yeah. We saw those pictures. And I think that when it first started, a potential move to Arlington Heights, everyone was like, they were going to change the name, the name of yeah. the Bears. No, it's still Chicago. It's still yep. Chicago area and whatnot. I mean, in southern Illinois, we know everything about Chicago, about, you know, people say they're from Chicago, and it could be that they're, you know, south of Springfield and whatnot. That's yep. what people think of uh, South Chicago. So. Yeah, yeah. Or, you know, I, for the longest time, grew up in the Rockford area. And I always tell people around here that I was from Chicago. I'm from Chicago, Just because yeah. it's easier. Rockford's 90 minutes away sure. from Chicago. It's right. night and day. But I used to just say that because it was easier because it's a mm -hmm. good reference point. Right. So, I, I, again, I think this is a good move for the Bears We've, we've heard and we've seen, I mean, we saw last year, Travis, the field for opening weekend. It was yeah. a mess. It yeah, was kickers and everybody yeah. complains about it. Yeah. You need to get out of, it, it's an outdated stadium. And like we said, it's, it, it looks like a spaceship landed on top of it. It's not what it was. I think we can all say that. It's not Soldier Field that, you know, from the 90s where it was just those tall columns and it had that luster, that allure. Mm -hmm. It's not that. 
Yeah. The no. Bears, for the Bears' sake, for attracting free agents, for doing stuff like that, need to get in an updated arena. Right. Uh, bring it into the 21st century and whatnot. Change is hard, but sometimes change can, can be good. Plus, again, you get a dome stadium – you're going to get a Super Bowl within 10 years. You're going to get an NCAA Final Four within 10 years. Yeah, more You're going opportunities to get, for other things. You know, sure. possibly a college football championship I could see maybe being there. The Big Ten championship for sure would be there one year. Mm-hmm. Like, y- you have an opportunity to get more revenue into the Chicago metro area for these big events happening. Yeah. I know one person that would be happy with a dome, and that's the quarterback right now, yeah. Justin Fields. Yeah. Uh, he was on uh, part of my take uh, the other day. It's uh, a great listen uh, for any Bears fan, uh, but they don't need any of my help of no. promoting no, them. Don't. But uh, he said that I don't care if we're at Soldier Field, I don't care if we're at Arlington Heights, but he says, I hope we get a dome. So yeah, but Justin's also, hoping for a dome. He also says he looks up to Aaron Rodgers and considers him a great influence and that he's called Aaron Rodgers to ask him about a couple of things with his career. Hmm. You're, you play for the Bears. You probably shouldn't <laughs> be saying that you listen to a, That's a true. Quarterback, uh, Green Bay quarterback. But then I saw also someone saying, hey, he's just listening to his dad. I mean, he owns the Bears. That's true. So he's just yeah, listening, just talking to the some owner. Fatherly advice. Yeah. He's just talking to the owner <laughs> of his team that he plays for. I guess that's true. So. <laughs> and uh, the Bears also uh, put out a statement and an open letter to uh, the fans. And, you know, it starts out last fall. We released an open letter confirming that the team had reached an agreement for the purchase of acquiring the 326 acres of property in Arlington Heights to secure the potential and the beginning of a new and exciting chapter for the Bears, our fans, the Chicago Land community, and the state of Illinois. This week, we took another step forward, realizing that vision by closing on the Arlington Heights property. And we go on to brag about mm-hmm. uh, how many jobs it would generate, how much uh, money it would infuse I- into the economy for the Chicago Land area, and uh, all that other good stuff. And I was going to bring that up 48,000 jobs and $9.4 billion to the Chicago Land economy. And I know a lot of people around here are like, oh, Chicago, but it's still the state of Illinois. It trickles down. If there's more revenue going into a place in the state of Illinois, it all trickles down to the rest of us. So, or at least you hope. You hope, anyways, <laughs> instead it just goes into people's pockets. But you, you can hope. That's the way the economy is supposed to work, I think. I don't know. Uh, I failed yeah. economy class. <laughs> I don't know how the world works. I don't know these how days. the world works. I just pay for stuff. Uh, and also, the mayor's office, uh, Mayor Lightfoot, also released a statement saying uh, today's news about the closure of the Bears option at Arlington Heights has been anticipated for some time. Nonetheless, all of us diehard uh, Bears fans, the mayor included, know and believe that the Chicago Bears should remain in uh, Chicago. Guess what? It's still going to be in uh, Chicago. I know it's in not in the city, but. Uh, still, uh, well, you can take a look at that statement for yourself. This goes back, Travis, to the fact that, remember, the city of Chicago and the Park District own Soldier Field. Right. They're seeing all that revenue walking out the door because now they got a stadium sitting empty with no tenants in it that's not going to bring in any money that they're still going to have to pay to upkeep it. That's why they want the Bears to stay there. Well, and another reason why they would want him to stay there, this is kind of, that would be a stain on her record and her oh, resume yeah. for her political career yeah. is that the Bears left the city with that on her watch. So 
Uh, it's yep. also politically motivated as well. There's lots of motivation. Yeah, for sure. So, uh, But the Bears are one step closer into uh, going into Arlington Heights as they close on the property of the Arlington Heights racetrack uh, there yesterday. So uh, check out the open letter and uh, also read uh, the uh, mayor's statement. Uh, as well in his entirety so look that one up so uh, let's uh, step away right now and uh, let's uh, come back talking about some local sports some local basketball boys basketball a couple of regular season games uh, finished up last night and we'll get you set up for tonight's action and regional championships for girls basketball coming up tonight as well all on the way we'll be right back to the starting lineup on 98.9 the game we need to figure out what we're going to talk about the next segment This is Effingham Fire Chief Brent Yoakum. We have all heard about home fires taking lives and destroying all that a family owns. These tragedies remind us to double check for fire safety. The Effingham Fire Department says, make sure your home has properly installed and working smoke alarms. Replace the batteries each time you change the hour on your clocks. Practice a fire escape plan. Teach children never to hide if there's a fire. In case of fires, the most important thing to do is to protect life. Get out and stay out. You shouldn't let financial concerns spoil your retirement, and you shouldn't have to worry about what you'll leave for your family after you're gone. If you set up a tax-free inheritance for your loved ones with single premium whole life insurance, you can drop your worries and enjoy your retirement. Contact your local Pekin Insurance agent to request a single premium whole life quote. And in Effingham, call Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Imagine the possibilities with the Topless State Bank. This is Justin Daters. If you're buying a home, see us to get pre-qualified. When you're pre-qualified, the seller knows you mean business, and that can save you thousands. If you're building a new home, we'll help you get started with a construction loan customized just for you. Ask around. Talk to your friends. You'll see why so many homes start with a little help from Totopolis State Bank. In Totopolis, Sigel, and Effingham. Equal housing lender and member FDIC. Get in zone, AutoZone. Welcome to AutoZone, America's number one brakes destination. We have the pads, rotors, drums, shoes, and brake fluids to improve your stopping power. Right now, save 15% when you get any two Duralast rotors with a set of Duralast brake pads. Missing a tool? Ask about our free loan tool program and borrow the tools you need to get the job done. Get in zone, AutoZone. Claim based on data from the MPD Group 2021. Deposit required for loan tool let me guess. Unknown caller? You could reduce the number of unwanted calls and emails with online privacy protection. The latest innovation from Discover will help regularly remove your personal info, like your name and address, from 10 popular people search websites that could sell your data. And we'll do it for free. Activate in the Discover app. See terms and learn more at discover.com slash online privacy protection. Sports are easy to disagree on. Let's see what happens when sports talk hosts talk about something they agree on. No, 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 hold on. I'm saying drivers who switch and save with Progressive could save hundreds. Well, I disagree. I think drivers who switch and save with Progressive could save hundreds. <laughs> Come on. Wait, I think we're saying the same thing. Oh, so uh, what do we do now? Everyone agrees that drivers who switch and save with Progressive could save hundreds. 
Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings by new customer surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2020 and May 2021. Potential savings will vary. Hello there. My name is Seychelle, and what makes the Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich original to me is the punch of flavors that's unlike any other. You get the crispy tenderness of the chicken and that hint of sourness from the pickles. Ta-da! <laughs> hey, I'm Juan, and what makes the Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich original to me is you know you're going to get chicken that's crispy, golden, and juicy. This is the gold standard of chicken sandwiches. Order the original Chick-fil-A chicken sandwich on the Chick-fil-A app today. Real customers paid for their testimonials. And now... So can... It's a little overrated. Just two cents. Peyton Manning is overrated. A little bit, yeah. You're thinking of is like last year. No. Don't think of him as his last year. No, like his whole career. The starting lineup. <laughs> he is properly rated. No, a little overrated. How dare you. On 98.9 The Game. Peyton Manning can thank Edron James, Jeff Saturday, Marvin Harrison, Reggie Wayne, Dallas Clark. All right, then Joe Montana is overrated. Thank oh, you can thank yeah. Jerry Rice for everything. I- Back in to the start of lineup here on 98.9 of the game. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry hanging out with you. Coming up here and now, let's talk some local sports, some local basketball, boys basketball regular season still going on. Some games that happened last night. It was Tuscola getting the win over Central A&M 55-29 on CRNI there in Tuscola. Tuscola got out to the 13-7 lead after one quarter and they extended that out. They led 30-11 to at the half and then they would go on to win there. And James led the way for Tuscola. He had 16. Quinn, he had 11 and he also pulled down 14 rebounds as well. So uh, Tuscola improves to uh, 24 and 6 on the season and 4 and 3 in uh, the uh, CIC. Central AM having a tough season uh, 4 and 22 overall and 0 and 7 in uh, the uh, CIC uh, there. This was a uh, ranked matchup last night as was the Cater MacArthur over Mount Zion, a 66 to a 56. So only the Braves' fourth loss of the season. They're 26 and a four, and they got a game right back going uh, tonight and uh, trying to finish off undefeated in the Apollo. It was making Meridian over Hayworth, a 51 a 249. Jacksonville over Taylorville, 67-51. It was Oka Valley over Argenta, 69-42. And then also last night in a one game in the NTC, as it was North Clay over South Central, 65-26 on Sierra and I there for the Cardinals. North Clay got out to the 18-13 lead after one. They extended that out in the second. They led 34-22 at the half. And then North Clay shuts out the Cougars in the third quarter. They outscored them 19 to nothing, 53 to 22. They led after three, and then obviously uh, running clock from then on out in the fourth quarter. Uh, Fleener led the way for the Cardinals. He had 22. Uh, Boos had a 12, and a Zimdars added 11. And a Dotson, only double-figure scorer for uh, South Central, he had a 14 in the uh, loss there. North Clay improves to a 20 and a 9 on the season and 6 and 2 they finish up in the NTC and South Central drops to 21 and 10 
and three and five in the NTC. I also saw that last night that Mount Vernon beat uh, Carbondale 64 to a 61. So the Rams are 20 and eight and nine and one in their conference, the South Seven Conference, and they clinched the conference championship uh, there for the Rams. And that's significant because Mount Vernon will match up with Effingham coming up in the uh, postseason uh, here very shortly. But uh, that was it from uh, last night. That's all of the action. As uh, boys' schedule will have to be uh, rearranged. Some uh, picked up on Wednesday because uh, their gyms may be uh, not available uh, mm-hmm. tonight and uh, whatnot. So uh, rearranging some games are last night, some games are tonight. So trying to get his uh, to finish out the regular season schedule. Also keeping in mind that uh, postseason play starts on Saturday uh, there. Games going on tonight in boys basketball. Uh, we got Mount Zion, like I said, trying to close out undefeated in the Apollo. They're uh, hosting Effingham. Uh, Grayville is at Dietrich. Uh, senior night there in Teutopolis as the Wooden Shoes will host uh, the Alney Tigers. Uh, North Central is at Marshall. Red Hill is at Mount Carmel. Uh, Mattoon, they're hosting uh, Charleston, and that's the uh, Coles County Clash on the hardwood, uh, closing out the season. And Heritage, they're hosting Arcola, and Muhammad Seymour is at Lincoln uh, tonight as well. And the two games that are on our airwaves as uh, the uh, Cumberland Pirates, they'll be in Arthur tonight at Ala, and uh, that's at uh, 7.15 approximately, and that can be heard over on WCRA. And Eric, We'll have the call over there. Yeah, and, you know, Cumberland trying to do to Arthur what Arthur did last year, as Coach talked about after the last game, and that is to end senior night for Arthur with a loss. That's what Arthur came in and did to the Pirates last year. Coach said, hey, our juniors last year, they didn't forget it. Mm-hmm. They remember what happened. Arthur came to our place and kicked our butts. Yeah. We want to go to their place and kick theirs. So, that's what Cumberland's going to try and do tonight, try and get some of that momentum headed back after the tough loss against Argentine Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Try and get some of that momentum back. Um, and as Coach said, we're playing for pride right now. And, and you know, playing playing for the name on the front of the, the jersey uh, is, is more important right now for the Pirates. They try to get that in sync. And, you know, Coach told me that they're really excited to host a regional. They've been wanting to host a regional for a while now, has the Pirates. Yeah. You don't want it to end Saturday before you officially get to the regional. Sure. So that, that has to be weighing heavily on the mind of the Pirates as well. So sure. I expect Cumberland to come out tonight and try to start building that momentum for Saturday. Yeah, I got to get back going uh, to uh, close out yep. the regular season uh, strong. And then uh, this game uh, was supposed to play on uh, Friday, but it's been moved up uh, tonight as it's Altamont going to Windsor's two straws of both teams to uh, close out the uh, regular season. And myself and Dom will be there uh, tonight. And you can hear that over on uh, Jack FM. And uh, 7.15 is approximately uh, the uh, start time. Could be later, could be uh, earlier, probably later. Uh, but uh, Altamont, uh, they are also uh, trying to uh, close out uh, their uh, undefeated in the ATC there. And uh, even though... The uh, all other teams have at least two losses. You know, you can put this one uh, to bed tonight. If you win this, you officially uh, clinch it, and then maybe you can uh, celebrate it. Not a lot of celebrating going on, uh, even though you got the win against the St. Anthony on a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you didn't want to celebrate too much because you got uh, two straws waiting in the wings. Uh, the Wittenbergs uh, there, and uh, they just got done uh, being Casey 
in the ATC CIC shootout there on uh, Saturday. So uh, it'll be uh, Indians versus Hatchets to uh, close out of the uh, regular season uh, there in uh, Stu Straws tonight there. So uh, I'll have the coverage for you over on uh, Jack FM. And I you wanted to celebrate if you're Altamont, especially, you know, winning outright the, the, the conference title. First time they've done it in, you know, as we said, 40 some years. But I don't think that's quite the hardware Altamont is ready oh, to no. accept for the year, we'll say. No, for sure. So it's kind of like, you know, you don't see a lot of people celebrating, specifically in hockey. I think I always think of hockey. When they win yeah. the conference championships, no one touches it because that's not the one they want. Sure. They want the big cup. Um, not so much in the NFL or in base- baseball. You kind of don't see that as often. No. But in NHL, you don't touch that. You want the other one. You don't want yeah. the big one. Yeah. Baseball, they celebrate everything. They do celebrate everything. <laughs> and division, Ugh. wild card, all the way up to the Too World much. Series. Too much. <laughs> Too much. We're going to spray champagne because we barely got in as a wild card. And we're celebrating. But we're celebrating. So... Uh, games going on uh, tonight also in girls basketball. Some regional championships are on a tap of four uh, tonight. We got uh, St. Anthony scoring off against uh, North Clay in the regional championship there in uh, North Clay in Louisville. St. Anthony enters 26-5 and in North Clay. They are 20-10 and on the season. And uh, St. Anthony just a couple weeks ago on February 4th on that Saturday, they won over North Clay in Louisville 59-36 to uh, there. So uh, tonight will be uh, the rematch with a lot more on uh, the uh, line uh, there uh, tonight. And uh, we also have in the uh, South Fork Regional Championship, it's Tuscola against uh, South Fork, the number one seed uh, Warriors put their 31-8-1 record on the line, and the winners of this game between Tuscola and South Fork and St. Anthony and North Clay, they'll match up in the KZ sectional coming up on Tuesday at 7-30. The two teams that will also be there in the KZ sectional will be decided tomorrow in their regional championships, and we'll talk about those tomorrow there. We also have in uh, Class 2A the uh, Warrensburg uh, uh, Latham Regional Championship, and uh, we got in uh, that one, we got uh, Pena squared off against uh, Tolono Unity tonight at uh, 7 o'clock. Pena 22 and a 9 on the season, and they're the uh, two seed. The winner of this game will advance to uh, the uh, Paris. Uh, sectional there on a Tuesday at uh, 6 o'clock, and uh, they'll take on the winner of this next car, uh, regional championship. It's the Carmine White County Regional Championship. It's Totopolis against the Mount Carmel. Totopolis 25 and a 5 on the season, and uh, they're the number one seed there, and they'll be taking on the fifth seed, Mount Carmel, and they come in at 17 and a 15, looking to uh, pull off the upset. Uh, tonight uh, there in uh, Ma- in uh, Carmine White County. Mm-hmm. 7 o'clock will be that. And like I said, winners of this one uh, will be going on to take either Pena or Tolona Uti on Tuesday in Pena for the uh, Pena Sectional Championship. It's not the Paris Sectional Championship. It's the Pena Sectional there. So 
Uh, we also have in that same uh, Pena subsectional in the uh, Florida Regional Championship, we got uh, Robinson uh, squaring off against uh, Newton as a uh, Robinson, the two seed, uh, squaring off against Newton, the six seed. Newton trying to keep it going, but tall task tonight against Robinson. They're 20 and 8, and Newton 16 and 15 on the season. And uh, Robinson's already beat Newton three times already this season. Uh, Robinson in the second game of the season. I presume this is in a Thanksgiving tournament on November 17th. They won 42 to 27 on December 8th in the regular season conference matchup. It was 56 to 47 Robinson. And then again in the conference tournament, Robinson won 51 to 32 on January 14th. So uh, Robinson trying to beat Newton four times and Newton trying to keep this uh, magical run going after pulling off the upset of Vandalia in their last game, and that will be at 7 o'clock in Flora for the Flora Regional Championship. And then we also have in Paris, uh, we have the Regional Championship there, Paris Tigers against Allah, as it'll be Paris 27-3 versus Arthur 20-9 on the season at 7 o'clock there in Paris. The winner of these two matchups will square off in Pena at 7.30 on Tuesday there in that one so uh, regional championships on the uh, line uh, tonight and the rest will uh, wrap up tomorrow so uh, we'll take a look at those other matchups coming up uh, tomorrow but right now we gotta step away and uh, let's uh, come back and uh, talk more uh, postseason we'll take a look at the uh, brackets for the boys basketball and we'll maybe give our predictions as well and we'll also hit up on the last polls of the uh, AP basketball season and so we'll take a look at that only bo- boys polls as yes. the last week was the last girls polls obviously started postseason so uh, we'll check in on where our local teams enter the AP top 10 and uh, that's what's coming up next here on the starting lineup the starting lineup from 98.9 the game studios we'll be right back Rural King shoppers, we're busting prices on a variety of goods in-store and online. Like $3 off boxes of Greenies Devil Treats for dogs. Plus save $2 on NatureWise Poultry Feed, now just $17.99 for a 40-pound bag. And stock up on 10 packs of Country Road Wild Bird Suet for just $8.99. Look for the green Price Buster stamp to save big on these items and more at RulKing.com or your neighborhood Rural King. America's farm and home store. You can't see the future, but you can prepare for it. With the universal life policy from Pekin Life Insurance Company, you'll have guaranteed death benefit protection with the potential to build significant cash value for later years. Request a free quote for universal life insurance at PekinInsurance.com and in Effingham, contact Tingley Insurance at 217-342-3637 and we'll go beyond the expected for you. Prescription products require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if a prescription is appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for full details and important safety information. Subscription required. Hey guys, did you know there's a generic form of Viagra that works just the same but is 90% cheaper? And you can get it online? Just go to 4 slash joy. At HIMS, you'll get a free medical consultation, discreet shipping if prescribed, a 100% online process, and trusted generic alternatives to the biggest brands at 90% off. That's right, get generic for Viagra, the same active ingredient as brand name Viagra, but 90% cheaper. It's the same medication you get from your doctor, but with zero copay, no expensive appointments, 
and no awkward face-to-face conversations. To start your free online visit, you need to go to this exclusive address, 4hymns.com joy. That's 4hymns.com joy for your free online visit. F-O-R-H-I-M-S dot com slash J-O-Y. And now. They play tonight. Tonight against Michigan. If you're listening Wednesday. The starting lineup. It's not going to happen. I mean, uh, Michigan's overrated, but. Travis mm-hmm. going to be so let down tonight. I'll report about it on Saturday. On 98.9 The Game. Eric Fry, Sports Center update. Blues head coach Craig Berube provided a pair of injury updates on Wednesday. Forward Brandon Sod is dealing with an upper body injury and will not play in tonight's game against the Devils, while defenseman Tori Krug is questionable with a lower body injury. St. Louis will be looking to send its winning streak to three games when it hosts New Jersey tonight. Blues are fifth in the Western Conference wild card with 53 points. The Blackhawks struggled once again north of the borders. They fell to the Maple Leafs 5-2 in Toronto. Chicago trailed nine seconds into the game, but then ended up losing, of course. Chicago is 16-32-5 on the season. They've lost three straight games. They wrap up their Canada trip tomorrow night against the Senators. The Pacers staged a huge comeback and beat the Bulls 117-113 in Indianapolis. Indy trailed by 24 points after the first quarter, but outscored Chicago over the next three quarters by 8-12-8 and to complete the comeback victory. Zach Levine led all scores with 35 points. The Bulls dropped to 26-32. and Chicago's now lost five in a row and is 11th in the conference. They'll try to snap that skid tonight when the Bucks come to town. Meanwhile, the Chicago Cubs got their spring training started, and team president Jed Hoyer spoke to reporters and gave an update on Kyle Hendricks. He said, quote, we know he's going to be delayed. We'll have a, a lot of discussions about how much the pitcher is recovering from a shoulder injury and has been Chicago's opening day starter over the past three seasons. The Cubs play the Giants in their first game February 25th. Welcome back in to the starting lineup here on a 98.9. Travis Sparks here, Eric Fry over there with the uh, Sports Center hits. As I uh, chuckle there, what'd you call? I it? butchered. What'd you call the Blues coach? Um, let me let me re- look at it. Uh, um, Craig Berube. <laughs> Berube. <laughs> Berube. Berube. Okay, I, I was I was I was there. <laughs> I was in the ballpark. It wasn't a homer, but it was at least a solid walk. I guess so. Solid okay. walk. I didn't get out. <laughs> uh, all right. So uh, it's uh, time for uh, to do this uh, for the uh, final time of the high school basketball season. You know what time it is. Time, time for, for the polls. Take a look at those uh, final boys of uh, basketball polls in the AP uh, top 10. We'll start in uh, 3A because that's where we see uh, the Mount Zion Braves as they're hanging on to that 10 spot. Uh, they fell from 9 to 10, and uh, they uh, just lost to the number 6 team in the uh, 3A polls there, Decatur MacArthur uh, there. And uh, we also had Lincoln receive 15 uh, votes there in uh, 3A. In Class 2A, we have a new uh, number one to start off for the final polls. It's Fairbury Prairie Central. Uh, they went up a spot in uh, 164 points, 12 first-place votes. Uh, Breeze Central also uh, moved up, and uh, they're at number two, also receiving a three per first-place votes. Uh, Princeton fell, and uh, they fell from one to four uh, there. And we also have St. Joe Ogden coming in at number six. They moved up a spot 
and uh, that's it for the local teams in the top 10. But the topless, uh, they uh, one week on, one week off, they seem to disappear, and they're back with some votes as they got 10 uh, votes, but just missing out on the polls mm-hmm. or the final ones there. That's at Pingneyville. They had uh, six votes there, um, and uh, no one else uh, from around here. In the uh, Class 1A uh, final polls, uh, we got to look at uh, Decatur LSA. Uh, they are number one. So uh, they are the uh, number one team to close out the AP polls. And they got 142 points, 26-0 record, 11 first place votes. So Decatur LSA not moving off the uh, number one line to close out the final polls. Nope, they are not. You're right. Uh, undefeated should be should be number one. They're undefeated. And uh, Chrysler Rock, uh, they uh, uh, moved up a spot to uh, number four. They received three uh, first place votes as they're 28 and one this season, as they are right behind Altamont. So they finish at number three in the top 10 polls. Uh, their loss to Tuscola, they fell one spot there, 99 points. And uh, Illini Bluffs are the new number two there. They went from four to two there. Tuscola, who beat Altamont, they received 17 votes. And we also have Nokomis. They have uh, six votes. Uh, Casey, they received three. Winsies, two straws. They received uh, two as well, obviously, uh, beating uh, Casey the other day. So uh, two votes coming for the Hatchets uh, tonight uh, there. So uh, Altamont finishing at a number three and Decatur LSA uh, finishing at a number one in the final Basketball polls. Wow. Can't believe, Can't believe it. it's the final one, yeah. Final one. So, mm. Mm. crazy. So, uh, could uh, potentially we see uh, Wednesday's two straws and a Casey matchup yeah. uh, later on in the postseason? Uh, uh, Maybe. Maybe. And uh, let's take a look at those uh, brackets in uh, the Altamont sectional. That's where we have a lot of mm-hmm. uh, teams uh, there postseason beginning uh, for Altamont on a Saturday <laughs> against Mulberry Grove there at Altamont at 7 o'clock. Uh, you also have in the same regional, Nokomis and Ramsey, uh, St. Elmo Brownstown, and uh, Potoka as well. And uh, the winners of Saturday matchups will go to the Nokomis regional and they're on Wednesday mm-hmm. and at 6 and uh, 7.30 uh, uh, there. So, And then the regional championship on Friday, February 24th at 7 o'clock there yep. in uh, Nokomis there. So... Uh, do we want to go ahead and uh, predict this one? Sure. You want to say what's your regional final matchup? Uh, well, I know it's uh, I'm not uh, stretching by any means, oh, no, you're not. but it's uh, Altamont and Nokomis. That's what I'm hoping for. Uh, I agree. Are you match? I agree. That's, that's what, I, that's what I have. And who do you have winning that? Well, am I putting you on in a tough spot here? Yeah. Or, I mean, I would. I already beat them once a season, but it's going to be a tall task to do it again. But. Altamont's motivated to get back to uh, Altamont for the sectional, so that's what I would have him as. I would have Altamont winning. Let's see, I'm giving Altamont bulletin board material because I think Nokomis will win just because it's at Nokomis. I think sure. if this was a neutral was site a game, game, if it's a neutral site game, I give the edge to Altamont, but being that it's going to be the regional final in Nokomis, that gym is going to be packed, and it's not going to have a whole lot of, of Altamont fans there. Sure, well, I mean – That'll be, that'll I know you have to packed, set aside some tickets, well, unlike in sure. college where you can deny people tickets from the opposing fan bases. Well, you know, I know that the uh, site will be filled on one side, Nicomas will be filled in, they'll have to open up the top half yep. Uh, yep. as well there. So 
Uh, we'll see. Hopefully, mm-hmm. uh, that's what we're hoping for, the matchup uh, rematch yep. between yep. Altima and Nekomis. Uh, we also got the uh, Cumberland Regional there. Uh, Casey is the top seed there. They'll start on Saturday against Central A&M. We also have Nyoga uh, and Martinsville. Uh, Windsor's Two Straws at uh, Calendary Beecher City. And uh, Cumberland taking on Macon Meridian on Saturday mm-hmm. uh, as well. And the winners will advance to Wednesday's matchups there in uh, Cumberland at 6 and 7.30 there so uh and then the regional championship on friday mm-hmm. so who you got in this one no you go first in this one. Oh, okay you go first uh i uh and uh, another one that i'm hoping for i'm hoping for another rematch casey and windsor yeah i i think casey for sure um will be there I think Windsor will as well. They beat Cumberland earlier this season in a highly contested game there at the St. Elmo Holiday Tournament. Uh, that was a close game. Now, this Cumberland team, I think, is better than it was then. Playing at home is going to help the Pirates, but I don't know what Cumberland team I'm going to see. So yeah. I'll, I'll say Casey Windsor as well. Yeah, don't sleep on the Hawks. I mean, making. Uh, they've been oh, playing no, no, better. no, I'm not. I, I, I know. I, I'm just saying. Yeah. Uh, Macon, you know, played Cumberland tough there for three and a half quarters in Vandalia. And it took a fourth quarter heroics from the Pirates to get the win there at the Vandalia Holiday Tournament when these two teams squared off. So, yeah, and I think that they're even better now. I think they're better now. So if Cumberland thinks they're going to come in and just walk all over Macon because they're a 10 seed, they're going to be in, in trouble. And I'm sure Coach knows that, and he's talked mm-hmm. to the team about it. But at the same time, you know, this Cumberland team, as we talked about, is so streaky. Uh, yeah, and then also in the same subsectional, you got uh, the Tuscola Regional and Tuscola matchup with Tri County on a Saturday. You also got Villa Grove and Chrisman, Oka Valley and Heritage, Arcola and a Georgetown, a Notre Dame, LaSalle uh, there, and the two winners will go on Wednesday in Tuscola Regional Championship on Friday. So, mm-hmm. uh, who do you got here? I have Tuscola, mm-hmm. and I have Oka Valley. I know that's not the uh, Hot pick, it's the expected pick, but uh, I, I think Okaw Valley and Tuscola will be in the regional final. Uh, I'm going to go with just what I want to see, and I want to see the Cola Wars for the regional championship, uh, Tuscola and Arcola. So that's what I'm going with. Um, I, nothing wrong with that. Uh, in the South Central Regional, we got uh, Chrysler Rock, Lutheran, and they're the top seed there. They'll be matching up with Red Hill on Saturday. They also got South Central against Sisney, St. Anthony against Sandoval, and uh, North Clay matching up with uh, Dietrich uh, as well. And uh, so uh, let's see. Since you went first, I have to go first here. As, uh, it doesn't matter who I want to verse uh, Chrysler Rock, uh, but I think that they're going to get there. And I would want to see what they would do either uh, against North Clay or uh, St. Anthony. I wouldn't be shocked at all if uh, St. Anthony uh, comes around and, you know, early on in the season they lost to North Clay and then uh, they come back and win. Uh, but maybe North Clay just has uh, St. Anthony's numbers. So uh, maybe it might be uh, Chrysler Rock in North Clay. So uh, just to be a little different. That's kind of what I would go with. They already beat them once this season, so who says they can't do it again? So it would be Chrysler Rock and North Clay. I got St. Anthony, North Clay in that bottom matchup just like you do, only I have St. Anthony winning, and I have South Central over Chrysler Rock. I don't believe in Chrysler Rock. I don't think that they've played anyone uh, on their schedule who's particularly intimidating. Um, so I, I think South Central will knock them off. If Chrysler Rock does get to the regional finals, they will not win. 
it doesn't matter who they go against. Whether it's North Clare, St. Anthony, they will lose there. Yeah, it's a shame that the regional championship is uh, they're all on the same nights because I'd yeah. be interested to see that uh, matchup no matter who it would be. But, I mean, hey, who says South Central can't do it again? They did it last year against Altamont. They did, Dawson's and it's in South Central. Pulls off. Uh, it upset and just goes off uh, there. So, uh, we'll have to see what happens there. Uh, we also have in uh, 2A in the uh, Newton sectional, uh, we got a bunch of South Central teams up there. Greenville, the number one overall seed there in the East Alton Wood River uh, Regional. Uh, in the Lawrenceville Regional, we got Lawrenceville. They'll match up with either Fairfield or Marshall on Wednesday, and it'll be Newton uh, matching up with either Mount Carmel or Palhut there on Wednesday as well in uh, Lawrenceville. So, uh, who do you got here in the Lawrenceville Regional? In the Lawrenceville Regional, I got uh, Lawrenceville, mm-hmm. and I got Mount Carmel uh, beating Newton. Um, I, I know Newton's going to be very motivated to get to the sectionals, which are in Newton, but as you said, Mount Carmel's got their number this year. Mm-hmm. So I, I'd go Mount Carmel over over uh, Newton and, and Lawrenceville, Mount Carmel. Yeah, yeah, I'm not sure if uh, Newton is the healthiest there, so yeah. I wouldn't be shocked at all if that ends up happening. And then I wouldn't be shocked if Mount Carmel would go in and knock off uh, Lawrenceville uh, either. So uh, I would kind of lean uh, towards that way uh, as well. Uh, then we got in the Teutopolis Regional, we got Teutopolis there, the top seed. They'll wait the winner of Shelbyville in Paris. We also got Robinson matching up with Sullivan and Flora matching up with Ala. There and the two winners will advance to Wednesday's matchup, regional championship on a Friday. And who do you got here? Uh, I I got Topless, sure. obviously. Um, and then I'll go Robinson. Um, but I I don't know. Flora is a streaky team as well. They could get hot at the right time and be there but but I, I believe in Robinson more than I believe in those other three teams sure. um, even though I haven't seen Arthur yet this season so uh they're kind of the unknown to me but I'll I'll go Robinson and Tadopoulos I uh, just to be different uh, I haven't seen a Robinson uh, this season and I have seen a uh, Flora so uh, just to be different I would go Tadopoulos and Flora uh, there in uh, that one mm-hmm. uh, Vandalia is in the uh, Litchfield regional and they'll take on uh, Litchfield on Saturday winner of that one will go on to face the two seed Alt Marquette also uh, Pena Carlinville and Hillsboro and uh, Gillespie <laughs> as well will be in uh, the uh, Litchfield regional there so uh, who do you got uh, coming out of this one? you see Vandalia coming out of this one? Uh, no. I, I see Vandalia maybe winning their first-round game, but I think they'll lose to Alton Marquette. And mm-hmm. I have Alton and Pena uh, as the two teams. I know, again, not going out on a limb in any stretch, but I I just see – we, we saw it on the girls' side, you know, and, and we tend to see it a little more often uh, in high school than we do in, like, the college game, for, for example, of kind of going chalk the first couple of rounds. Mm-hmm. Just because right. the the difference between a really bad high school team and a really good high school team is two completely different teams. Right. Yeah, and then I'd be interested to see. Uh, I also would have Alton Marquette and Pena in uh, this one. Don't sleep on Hillsboro though, but uh, that's who I would have, and I would see if uh, Pebbles can uh, beat uh, Alton Marquette. But uh, we'll see. 
there, but that's what I would have as well. Here's the difference in this second round, uh, this uh, this two-way bracket, Travis, and that is when you talk about a Lawrenceville, a Newton, a Topless, an Alton Marquette, how is a week off going to affect them? Because they're going to play tonight, most of them, mm-hmm. and they're not going to play until next Wednesday, which is kind of out of the norm for these high school kids to get in this pattern of Tuesday, Friday, Tuesday, Friday, Tuesday, Friday. Now they're, you know, with an occasional Saturday thrown in. Sure. Now they have a week. You talked about Newton. That means they have a week to get healthy. But you talk about a team like a Tatopoulos or an Alton Marquette, they have a week to just prepare, mm-hmm. which you could over-prepare sometimes. Yeah, definitely. So uh, we'll see how it all gets started on a Saturday, and uh, we'll be uh, waiting uh, those matchups mm-hmm. on a Saturday. Yeah, we can sure. wait on 3A till next week. Yeah, 3A is uh, FEM's not in action until next week. Yep. Uh, so yep. uh, we'll table that and uh, let's come back to close out the show. Let's close out with some college basketball and might squeeze in uh, the NBA. We'll just see what happens coming up next here on the starting lineup. The starting lineup from 98.9 The Game Studios. We'll be right back. Winter storms create a higher risk of car accidents, hypothermia, frostbite, carbon monoxide poisoning, and heart attacks from overexertion. Winter storms, including blizzards, can bring extreme cold, freezing rain, snow, ice, and high winds. These storms can last a few hours or several days. Winter weather can cut off heat, power, and communication services for undetermined periods of time. Prepare now for what this winter may bring. This is Sergeant Jerry Purcell of the FEM Police Department, wishing all of our area residents a safe and happy winter season. Making Moves is brought to you by LinkedIn Jobs. Mark Starr didn't play much his senior season at Alabama after a coaching change left most seniors on the bench. That didn't stop the Green Bay Packers from taking a chance on Starr, drafting him in the 17th round of the 1956 NFL Draft. The gamble paid off. Starr went on to a Hall of Fame career with five NFL championships, as well as winning the first two Super Bowls in NFL history, winning the MVP of both. Build your winning team today. Go to LinkedIn.com sports. When there's a chance for a championship trophy, you need to have the right people in the right positions. That's why when you post a job for free, LinkedIn Jobs taps into a network of over 875 million professionals to find the right people for your role. LinkedIn Jobs helps you narrow down to only the most qualified candidates, which means you can start hiring the right people faster. Go to linkedin.com sports to post your job for free. That's linkedin.com sports. Terms and conditions apply. And now, but I think that it would be just funny if Ohio State, after Dabo ranked them number eleven, they come in and whoop some Clemson Tiger butt, and the last image of Trevor Lawrence is him crying his eyes out, losing in a semifinals, knowing that he's going to Jacksonville and to NFL purgatory. The starting lineup. So what we found out on this episode of the podcast, by the way, is that travel Travis is very vengeful and yep. hurtful to others. Absolutely. On 98.9 The Game. Welcome back into the uh, starting lineup here on 98.9 at The Game. ESPN Radio. We're only here on ESPN Radio, which say a smidge a bit longer. As uh, Eric just pointed out to me when we got off the air there in that last segment, that 
FEM doesn't play next week in basketball in 3A. They play on Saturday against Marion. So I thought those uh, four matchups were uh, next Wednesday in Mount Vernon. So uh, that was my bad. That's okay. So, That's okay. So, um, yeah, FEM Marion this Saturday. Winner of that will play Mount Vernon on Wednesday. Only will also play Mount Vernon on Wednesday as well. Yeah. Uh, in the Decatur MacArthur sectional, Matt Toon plays Saturday against Decatur Eisenhower. The winner of that will go on to Decatur MacArthur on Wednesday as well. And then, dang, we could see Mount Zion and Decatur MacArthur match yeah. up again in the yeah. regional championship. And, and could see Lincoln and Muhammad match up the next in thing the I was regional point championship out. Yep. in Champaign. Yep. So, mm. Some good matchups possibly there at the, uh, the 3A level. Yeah, for sure. almost forgot uh, about them there. So uh, that's just cleaning up some high school stuff. Uh, let's talk about uh, college basketball to uh, close things out. It was uh, Virginia getting the win over Louisville, 61 to uh, 58 in a close one. It was number 11 Marquette over 16 Xavier, 69-68 in another close one. Iowa State beat TCU, 70 to 59. San Diego State beat Fresno State in a rock fight, 45 to 43 was the final. Is that a high school score? Nope, that was a college <laughs> basketball score. Yeah, I saw that. That was crazy. Oh, my goodness. And then the two uh, big uh, things last night, it was the uh, number one team in the country going down as Tennessee did it again as it's the Crimson Tide kryptonite, I guess. They beat uh, Alabama 68-59. to uh, 59. So Purdue goes down last week, and now Alabama the new number one, and they go down this week, and it was Rocky Top on top yep again uh, again called it boom he did rock chalk him <laughs> yeah. yeah so a little rocky top for you you don't want to be number two this season then nope. i guess you don't want to be number one you don't right? want to be anything like let's be honest the top <laughs> 10 so. has fluctuated so much i guess so and then uh, also the uh big thing last night in the big 10 northwestern uh, does it again uh, as they uh, beat another indiana school they beat the hoosiers they uh, uh man that was they had a big lead at half 39 to 20 and then indiana with a feverish comeback as i tuned into the second half into this one when indiana was starting to come back and a place was rocking. It was almost like uh, another home game for Indiana. Mm-hmm. They had, like, at one point when they tied the game, the camera was shaking there. They had so many Hoosier fans there. Uh, but Northwestern pulled it out, 64-62. to uh, 62. Uh, There it was a floater in the lane uh, there by, I think it was uh, Bo Booey. Yes, there Bo Booey. The uh, uh, game winner in those uniforms that they beat Illinois in, too. Yep, yep. Chicago style. They need to wear those just all year. I guess so. They get wins in those. Northwestern doing it again. Now 19 and 7, 10 and 5 in the Big Ten. But again, Big Ten's just beating up on each other, man. Like, this is why we can't win in March as a conference. We just destroy each other throughout the year. I know, but. That's why there's only two Big Ten teams ranked. (laughs) Because we're all mediocre because we just beat up each other. Sure, and I would expect Northwestern to be not ranked for very much longer after you beat Purdue and then you beat Indiana. Yeah. I think you should be uh, should be in there. But give it time, Indiana will fall out. You, I think it's a, a motto now. You can only have uh, two Big Ten teams in there at a time. Maybe. 
Uh, Trace Jackson Davis, he had 23 last night and 10 rebounds. Uh, and all those 23 points were earned, though, as they did uh, implore the strategy, maybe what Illinois needs to do on Saturday, a doubling Trace Jackson Davis possibly. But nah. uh, we'll see what happens on Saturday. What uh, Illinois will implore their defensive strategy. Probably uh, he'll go off for 40 points and yep. hope someone else can beat us. Yep. So will go for 45. Yeah, it wouldn't shock me at all there in the other assembly hall on Saturday. So uh, we'll hit up on that matchup uh, tomorrow yep. more. But Indiana falling to uh, Northwestern. So Northwestern should be solidly dancing uh, this March. Oh, 100%. Uh, the game's going on tonight. Uh, Purdue's back in action. They're on the road against Maryland. Number two, Houston against SMU. Number 25, Florida Atlantic against Middle Tennessee. 17, St. Mary's against San Diego. Utah against number eight, Arizona. Stanford against number four, UCLA. And 13, Gonzaga is at Loyola Marymouth there tonight. So uh, we'll hit up on the NBA in the uh, podcast. And we'll also get to Eric's countdown as well coming up in the pod as well and recapping qualifying or yep. whatever was happening last night qualifying and just some other uh nascar news and notes we'll be talking about gotcha so uh that's what we'll be hitting up on the pod but coming up next here on espn radio is a fitz and harry so enjoy thanks for listening to the starting lineup on 98.9 the game Welcome in to overtime of the uh, starting lineup. Travis Sparks, Eric Fry still here with you. And uh, coming up, we still got more NBA to uh, talk about and hit up on. Got some NHL stuff, and we got uh, NASCAR as well. We got uh, stuff to recap from Daytona and some other news and uh, notes, as well as Eric's countdown. It continues as we get down to uh, the nitty-gritty. As yep. uh, We are in the single digits. Yes, we are. And uh, so... Uh, we'll only have one more countdown tomorrow. So oh yeah, and right now the five moments for today. Also, we got a NASCAR beef to talk about. Beef, quite literally. Where's the beef? Quite literally. Hmm. Yes. Okay. Well, so we'll bring that up because I found it hilarious. All right. So we'll bring that up. So uh-huh. <laughs> all right, we'll get to that. For any of that, is there anything on sports that you want? Yeah, to Yeah, let's hit go. Uh, now the Colts have hired their new head coach. They're looking for an offensive coordinator. Some candidates include the 49ers running back coach Anthony Lynn, Eagles pass game coordinator Kevin Petulo, and former Texans offensive coordinator Pep Hamilton. According to ESPN, Indianapolis has also discussed prominent offensive coaching roles with analyst Dan Orlovsky before he opted to remain with the network. I did see that. Yep. Ugh. Because bringing people out from ESPN worked out so great for you, Indy. Let's just keep doing it. Calvin Ridley is hoping to get back on the gridiron next season. ESPN reports the Jacksonville Jaguars wide receiver applied for reinstatement from his indefinite suspension for gambling. Ridley missed all of last season due to the suspension. And NFL Commissioner Roger Goodell will reportedly review his petition to return. The 28-year-old wideout hasn't played since October 2021. After taking time to focus on his, quote, mental well-being, Ridley was later suspended for betting on NFL games during that time away from the Falcons. Hmm. I forget he's a Jag. 
Right, yeah, I, I forgot that as well until I saw that yesterday. Yep. Uh, the Buccaneers are making their decision on a new offensive coordinator. The NFL Network reports that Tampa Bay is hiring Seahawks quarterback coach Dave Canales as the team's new OC. Canales has spent the last 13 seasons as an assistant in Seattle, most recently working as the team's QB coach. 41-year-old coach replaces Byron Leftwich, who was fired after Tampa Bay's season ended. Travis, is this Tampa Bay trying to make a play for Geno? Bringing in the quarterback coach from uh, Seattle to be the OC? Maybe. I mean, it, it wouldn't be their worst move, right? Right. It's either that or run run it with Blaine Gabbert. Ooh, I don't know about that. The Yankees rotation took a hit on the first day of pitchers and catchers reporting as right-hander Frankie yeah. Montas needs surgery on his shoulder and will miss most or all of the season. Manager Aaron Boone says that Montas will have right shoulder surgery Tuesday, February 21st, could possibly return in the second half of the season. 29-year-old was acquired from the A's on August 1st and went 1-3 and three with a 6.35 ERA and 8 starts for the Yankees. He was shut down September 16th due to inflammation in his pitching shoulder. Right, yeah, I did see that, and then I also saw that uh, Nestor Cortez, yeah. uh, he's not going to be pitching for nope. uh, the World Baseball Classic now yep. to try to get healthy for the regular start of the regular season for the Yankees, too. So, yep. uh, hey, I guess that's important now uh, that Montas looks like he's going to be out. So, good thing uh, Cardinals didn't trade for him, That's right, right that's right. And finally, the domestic violence charge against former Texas men's basketball coach Chris Beard is being dropped. Travis County District Attorney Jose Garza made the announcement Wednesday. Beard was arrested for felony family violence last December after he was accused of strangling and biting his fiance. But she later released a statement denying the allegations. Beard was suspended by UT the day of his arrest and fired almost a month later. Hmm. So fired from his job and not even getting arrested. Charges not dropped. even going to charge. Yep, and that is what we got. That's what you got for Sports Center. Yep. All right. Well, uh, of course, I think we've uh, hit up on the topic uh, about MLB and uh, the Cardinals with uh, Bally Sports and uh, that kind of group uh, mm-hmm. possibly facing bankruptcy. Uh, there, uh, Rob Manfred was. Uh, at some sort of a press conference uh, yesterday, and he kind of talked about that, that in a worst-case scenario, uh, they would look to uh, pick up streaming rights in a worst-case scenario. Uh, that's what Rob Manford uh, said. Uh, Diamond Sports Group, the uh, subsidiary of Sinclair, announced on Wednesday that it would skip February's $140 million interest-only payment and thus enter into the 30-day grace period that will lead to a bankruptcy filing and expected a yet monumental development with uh, MLB landscape. 14 teams that pull in uh, substantial revenue with the regional sports contracts with Diamond Sports Group. And uh, that could be uh, severely impacted. And uh, Manfred said, obviously, we want all of our broadcast partners to be successful. We don't want them to have financial difficulties. And if we have, we've been spending a lot of time and effort trying to work with them and to figure out what they are going to do. Obviously, our first choice would be that Diamond pay the clubs what their contract they obligated to pay them. But because I guess I'm a contingency planner by nature, we are prepared no matter what happens with respect to Diamond to make sure that the games are available to fans in their local 
markets. So, oh boy, we're in good hands with MLB, you know, with uh, the blackout uh, stuff that's always uh, in there. And I know that some local cable companies have, or maybe not even local cable companies, and it's been maybe even a long time since you've seen uh, Cardinals baseball due to uh, some contract negotiations mm-hmm. with your certain satellite provider or whatnot in these streaming games. Some of them get blacked out and whatnot. But we're in good hands because MLB is going to take care of it if uh, the Diamond Sports Group uh, files for bankruptcy. Have no fear, fans. We're in MLB's hands. Yep. (sighs) I have no fear, I feel safe. I feel totally safe with Rob Manfred, Uncle Rob. Yes. Uh, He's going to help you. They were almost canceled last year's baseball season. but Jeez. So that's something to uh, keep an eye on for the uh, start of baseball season now with uh, that bankruptcy thing looming over the Cardinals and other teams. So that's just great. All right, that's the only other thing that I wanted to uh, hit up on in the MLB world. Uh, let's take a look at uh, some action from the NBA last night as we uh, get towards the All-Star break that we just realized was coming. Uh, the Hornets, they beat the uh, Spurs 120-110. Hornets have been really disappointing this season, I think. 17-43 and on the air. A mellow ball goes off for 28, and they also had a triple-double as well. Uh, the Bulls they lose again. They lost it. And they got dominated. Yep, in the after second the, half. Yep. Well, the second quarter on, yep. as uh, there was 39 to 15 after one, and then uh, the Pacers came on and led after that, 117 to 113. The Pacers won this one. Uh, Zach Levine had 35 points, but uh, still couldn't get it done as the Pacers come back and beat them. Yep. Uh, 76ers, uh, they won against the uh, Cavs last night, 118-1-12. Joel B goes off for a 29 and 14 boards. Knicks over the Hawks, 122-101. to uh, Celtics over the Pistons, 127-109. Jason Tatum goes off for a 38. The Nets, 116 over the Heat, 105. Uh, who? Mikhail Bridges goes off for 45. I think he was just traded there, wasn't he? Yeah, he, he? was. Yeah. yeah, he was a part of the KD deal. Yep. And he goes off for 45. Who's winning? <laughs> I know. And then Cam Johnson also had a circus shot that went in that I saw as well. Uh, so net so far winning the trade. I agree. <laughs> the Grizzlies over the Jazz, 117-2-111. You know it's a problem when the Jazz uh, top performer was Kelly Olenek. 28 points, 14 rebounds, 4 assists shy from a triple-double. Uh, the Thunder over the Rockets, big, 133-96. It was the Lakers over the uh, Pelicans, 120-102. The new big three there in L.A., Anthony Davis was good, 28 points. LeBron was good, and D'Angelo Russell also had a good uh, night as well to beat the Zionless Pelicans. Mm-hmm. And uh, just another night at the office for uh, the Joker, Jokic. He gets another triple-double, 14 points, 13 rebounds, 10 assists, and now the Nuggets are 25-0 and in uh, his triple-doubles this season. He is amazing. He's a freak. My yep. goodness. Just triple-doubles on the reg. My gosh. As the Nuggets beat the Mavs 118-109 last night. How can you not give him the MVP again? Again, yeah. Three times. I know. All the triple-doubles he's had. 
is uh, I got a legitimate question for you, Travis. Mm-hmm. Is he a Hall of Famer? Mm-hmm. I Three mean, MVPs I know. in a row? Yeah. You're starting to get in that conversation. Now, I know he hasn't done anything else besides that. Right. Yep. But three MVPs have to count for something. It does. Yep. But I don't really see uh, a lot of the Nuggets making moves or anything to. No. I don't know if they need help uh, with the team. I mean, they're 41 and 18 this season. They're one of the tops in they the West. They always just fail in the postseason. Yep. They always fall short. But I guess we'll have to see how it all shakes out the rest of the way. That, but. to me, will be something interesting. If he gets three or four MVPs when he re- eventually retires, mm-hmm. that will be a discussion to have, especially if the Nuggets don't go any further. Right. If you're a four-time MVPer, I think you'd almost have to be in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do I know, though? I think so. Uh, games going on tonight. Only three in the association tonight. We got a doubleheader on TNT. It's the Bucks and Bulls. So Bulls on national TV tonight. Great <laughs> to, to close out the regular season, or not the regular season, but the first first half. half yeah, which I, don't, I think is past past half. But well, I mean, All Star break. It should be halfway. Right. But uh, Bulls twenty six and thirty two this season. Yeah, they're great. Uh, Clippers and the uh, Suns as well in the second game there. I still don't think KD is going to play, but I don't know. I haven't heard uh, that one. In, uh, sandwiched in the middle is the Wizards and Timberwolves tonight as well. Hmm. All right, so uh, that was a look at what happened in the NBA, what happened on the ice last night. Uh, let's take a look. Uh, I think Eric mentioned it in his uh, sports on a read. I kind of he kind of lost me after he. I know I messed up. <laughs> butchered some blues names, but hey, what do I know? I butchered some people's names before too, so we're not all perfect. No, we're not. Uh, Maple Leafs won over the Blackhawks five to two. Uh, Coyotes uh, one to nothing, and only one goal in uh, the game. And well, I mean, I guess it was technically one goal. As it was 0-0 at the end of regulation, 0-0 after the overtime, so they won in a shootout there. Also in a shootout, the uh, Red Wings beat uh, Edmonton 5-4, uh, Colorado over the Wild 3-2, Sabres all over the uh, Ducks 7-3, and the Rangers 6-4 over the uh, Canucks, high-scoring affair there in Vancouver. But that was it. From the NHL last night. Yep. What's happening in the NHL tonight? We got the Canadians and Hurricanes, the Jets, Blue Jackets, Panthers, Capitals, or Bruins, Preds, Red Wings, Flames, the Devils, and the Blues in St. Louis tonight. It's on ESPN tonight there at Enterprise. Hmm. 8 o'clock. It's a late game. Yeah, it is. In St. Louis, but uh, I guess that's what we're doing. Uh, Flyers and uh, Eric's Kraken. Cracking, still doing good. They are. 30 and 18 and 6. And the Sharks against the Knights as well tonight. So that's what's happening on the uh, on the ice mm-hmm. rink this evening. So, um, all right. Is there anything on uh, the side here that we need to get to? Just the Cavs so. are trying to buy out uh, Kevin Love. I know. End of an era in Cleveland. Yep. yep. The last survivor of the big three. Yeah, right. The big LeBron stuff. The last guy era. still standing. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
So, all right. So uh, let's get to uh, the uh, NASCAR news what? and the notes. Do you right? want to go there or do you want entertainment? Oh, I forgot. How can I forget? I almost forgot because we rarely do entertainment I these know. days. So Eric's feeling himself yes. from After uh, the last other night. night. Feeling on a high. Yep. So uh, we need to keep this rolling and we need to put some entertainment on Here we it. go. I got three things of entertainment for you today. Okay. Okay. First, over 50 and a half goals today. I'm going with the over <laughs> in the NHL. 50 and a half. A lot okay. of games being played today. Three has been the number lately, as we talked about yesterday. So I'm I'm feeling 50 and a half goals. Mm. Okay. okay. Second, this is my stone called lock for the day. Okay, you can you can lock. put everything on this. Ooh, okay. Bucks minus eight against Chicago. <laughs> Easy cover for Milwaukee. Easy. Easy. You probably mm. won't make anything off of it because of how easy it is. Easy. Minus eight. Get Bucks it. Minus eight. Get it. <laughs> and finally, my wild card for the weekend, Travis. Are you ready? Mm-hmm. Tiger Woods plus twelve hundred top ten finish this weekend at the Genesis Invitational. Mm. Plus twelve hundred. I'll take a piece of that. Mm. Shaking my head. No. He can be top ten. No. I, I believe in Tiger. Believe in Tiger, Travis. I want to believe. He's playing with a great group today. Do you know the group that he's out there with yeah, today? No, it is pretty stacked. That's an awesome group. So it's good. him, JT, and Rory. Yep. That's great. Uh, what a star-studded group that is. Yeah. For sure. So There he is out there warming up yesterday. We need a, Tiger to do good, Travis. The beanie on. Golf needs Tiger to be good. I know it does. Desperately, desperately. Practice around the other, or he had uh, 16 holes at the program yesterday. Yep. So that's what he was shooting around for. But uh, he admits that he's rusty, though. He is. I I don't know. I still top 10 is is a goal. It's a goal for him. Okay. I didn't go. I didn't go all in and say he's gonna win. I didn't even give top five or top three money. Top 10 is all I need. Top 10. Top 10 is all I need. All right. If there's an option of whether or not he was going to make the cut, I'd go for that one over the top ten. But that wasn't on the uh, the place I was looking at. They didn't have that option. But if you can find, if anyone has entertainment on whether Tiger makes the cut or not, I would definitely say he's going to make the cut. All right. I hope he doesn't and withdraw now. It's uh, still it's still good because though know, the uh, Genesis is off and running, uh, Tiger has yet to yep. tee off. Yep, today he hasn't teed off this yet. Recording. So. Yep. Uh, that group's still not out on the golf course yet. So, so we're clear. We're in the clear. We are clear. So Tiger, top 10 for the weekend. Yep. I like it. I like it. <laughs> All, All right. right. All right. You ready for our NASCAR news and notes? NASCAR news and notes. All Let's right. Let's get to it. So Alex Bowman won the poll for the Daytona 500. Mm-hmm. He has now had – Travis, this is an incredible stat. He has been a front row starter for the Daytona 500 for – Five straight years. Wow. The team he's on has been on the front row for eight straight years. Wow. Alex Bowman, since he got to Hendrick Motorsports, his average starting position for the Daytona 500 is one and a half. That's pretty good. That's really, really good. (laughs) The problem is I think his average finish position is about 27th. 
So it doesn't mean you're going to do well just because you got to have the draft and stuff. But right. Hendrick Motorsports swept the front row. Alex Bowman on the pole. Kyle Larson second. But the big thing to come out, we talked about these open drivers, these drivers who didn't have charters, trying to qualify their right way in and then race in in the duels tonight. Two of them locked in on speed last night. Jimmy Johnson, seven-timer, will be in the Daytona 500. Uh, and he said, you know, with how late his deal came together and everything like that, he was very surprised that he was able to get in as he did. I think he qualified 25th. He was very proud of his team, obviously. The other one's Travis Pastrana. I didn't even know he was going to be trying out. He is this. in. He is in the third uh, MJ car. Hmm. He's part of 2311 Racing for the weekend. Uh-huh. And he qualified right after Jimmy Johnson. And as after they made it, they both made it, Pastrana got out of his car on pit road, leapt up, ran to Jimmy Johnson, and gave him a big hug. <laughs> and it's so weird that seven-time champion and someone who's never made a cup start yeah. are in the same boat, and they both got in. Like, wow. those are the two that are in. That's crazy. It's awesome. I think it's good for the sport of NASCAR that, you know, Travis Pastrana. Because he's a name. People know Travis Pastrana. Yeah. And he used to he did a full season in the Bush series or the Xfinity series. Hmm. Um back in twenty thirteen. He was awful. I mean, absolutely awful. Hmm. So, you know, he said, you know, we're we're gonna go out and have fun and we're gonna try to win this thing. He's like, I I I'm not gonna try to cause any incidents. Right. But here's the thing that that I heard a lot of people talking about, and that is twenty three eleven. All right. You got Kurt Busch, former Daytona 500 winner, mm-hmm. who's still kind of in that mentor role. He's not racing for the team, but he's in that mentor role. Yep. You got Tyler Reddick, who was super fast last year, mm-hmm. everywhere. You got Bubba Wallace, who is an amazing drafter at Daytona. He knows how to get around Daytona and Talladega very well. And who's the team owner? Denny Hamlin, who's won three Daytona 500s and knows how to draft as well. If Travis Pastrana can learn from these teammates, yeah. not to mention the Joe Gibbs guys who he knows are always fast, and if the Toyotas work together, which they've done in the past, Travis, there's a chance Travis Pastrana could get out of here with a top 10 in the Daytona 500. Wow. That's insane. That's insane. Like, that's absolutely insane. But it could happen. Hmm. We know Toyotas are fast. We know that his the, that team because it's a smaller group. That's that's the thing. The Fords there's like five or six different Ford teams. So there's you know maybe about 16, 20 Ford dr- drivers. There's about 25, 26 Chevy drivers. There's I think eight or nine Toyotas in the entire field. Mm-hmm. So that means you can work together better because there's less of you. Right. You all get one common goal, and you just work together the entire time. You'll win in the end. Mm-hmm. So, very interesting. Very interesting. I was super excited and super pumped to see both Jimmy and, and Travis making it. Travis for Strata. Nice. All right. Now we're going to talk about the truck series for a moment. Okay? They're racing mm-hmm. tomorrow night. But uh, the Remu Brothers Racing, all right? They have two trucks in this race. Well, they had a fire in their shop a few weeks ago. Burned down their shop. They were wow. still able to get two trucks there to Daytona. And I'm going to show you this, Travis. Mm-hmm. This is the paint scheme of one of their trucks. As you see, it's a fire, fire truck. And it says on the side, from the ashes, we will rise. 
I thought that is wow. one of the hardest, awesomest looking things yeah, that's that cool. I've seen in a while. That's a great truck. That's cool. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Especially tying in with the story. Yes. Yes, wow. absolutely. So now we're going to go to our little beef segment. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to show Travis. McDonald's announced Bubba Wallace's paint scheme for the year. Okay. So this is a McDonald's paint scheme. It's got the classic McDonald's on the front, and then it's got gray kind of down the sides with a big M in the middle. I'll admit, it's not a great-looking paint scheme. Yeah, you go from the red hood yeah, with the gold gray, arches to yeah, gray. To gray. It's, yeah. it's not great. I will, I will agree 100%. Okay? So, Wendy's tweeted out, quote, We're proud of Noah Gregson's number 42, the beef car. And I'll show you this in a second. And fans have been praising the paint scheme on social media all week long. We can't say the same goes for our McBland competitors. At Wendy's, we don't cut corners. This is the Wendy's scheme, Travis. Is that not awesome looking? Wow, yeah. That's great. It's got a big old hamburger it's... on the front. It's got Wendy on the side. Mm, there's the beef right There's the, the beef right there on the front. Wendy's way wins. Better. Yeah, way better paint It scheme. wins. I love... And if you follow Wendy's social media, they're great. They're pretty good. Them yeah. and Arby's mm. are two of the best. Um, so I love that they <laughs> threw shade at McDonald's over the paint scheme. There literally is a beef yeah. going on between the two uh, burger yeah, chains. I would agree. McDonald's is pretty bland. Very bland. You can do better, yeah. Mickey D. Come on. Get Ronald on the front of the car. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. We won't I go that far. that far. All right. You ready for our countdown? And we'll get out of here. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Uh, I was just thinking about Ronald, the the statues that they used to have at their restaurants. There's still one up in Byron, Illinois. My son had a picture of him sitting by it. He said Ronald McDonald was his best friend. Hmm. And yeah, I, I have a picture with him. Like I think he was at the Keller Convention yeah. Center one time, and I, I met him. I asked him why he was his best friend. And he said because he gives me French fries and chicken nuggets. Yeah. All there right. You go. So about the chicken nuggets. I had to tell my son only accept chicken nuggets and French fries from a McDonald's, not from anyone. <laughs> yes, exactly. Anyways, uh, anyways, let's go to our right. countdown. Number countdown. nine. Number Travis. nine. We're inside the top ten. We are. We're gonna go to the 1992 Fall Atlanta race. Now, this race is a generational race. There is so much going on in this race. It was the final race of the year. You had seven drivers competing for the championship. Mathematically, still in the title hunt. Mm -hmm. Okay? So that right there is drama enough. Yeah. This is pre-playoffs. Sure. So you had seven guys with a chance to win after battling all season long, Mm -hmm. including the underdog, Alan Kowicki, who ended up winning it because he knew he led a lap, and he knew Bill Elliott was winning the race. Bill Elliott led the most laps. But Alan knew if he finished second, and because he led that one lap, it would give him just enough bonus points to beat Bill Elliott, even if Bill Elliott won the race. Mm-hmm. And he was able to do that math in the middle of the race with his crew chief, and he ended up winning the championship because of it, which is awesome. Wow. You, you won't see that nowadays. That doesn't yeah. happen. No. But hmm. then you also had the 1992 Atlanta race was Richard Petty's final race ever. Oh, wow. So that makes it important for that level. Mm-hmm. But it was also Jeff Gordon's first ever race. So wow. it is literally the meeting of generations. It is mm-hmm. literally the passing of the torch. We didn't know it at the time, but looking back on it now, it's literally 
the generation to generation race. Mm -hmm. So yeah, what it, a significant race. Yes, it's got to be in the top ten. I got it at number nine. Dang. Number eight. We're going to what happened 25 years ago yesterday on February 15th as after 20 years of trying, Dale Earnhardt wins the Daytona 500. We talked about he cut a tire, hit a seagull, everything that could go wrong had gone wrong for him. But in 1998, Dale Earnhardt pulled off the most anticipated moment in the history of NASCAR. It was him winning the Daytona 500. He had won everything at Daytona. He had dominated. I think he had a stretch where he won 13 straight qualifying races. Like, he did everything at Daytona except win the 500. Win the big one. And he finally did it. And the shot of him coming down pit lane after the race and every man on every crew yep. being out on pit road shaking his hand is a moment that will live in time for NASCAR. That is a Definitely. an image that is burned into everyone's mind who's a NASCAR fan. Mm -hmm. So, obviously, that has to be in the top ten. Yep. Next, number seven. Mm -hmm. We're going to back to Daytona. This is why Daytona start is so important to our sport. And we're going to the, the July 2001 race. It was the first time back to Daytona after the death of Dale Earnhardt. And Dale Earnhardt Jr. coming out and winning that race in the fashion he wanted, where he came from sixth to first in the final two laps, a lot like his dad did. Mm -hmm. to win that race wow it was a moment where that i as i read uh a news report kind of looking back on it it was a moment where the nascar nation finally breathed sure. like all was right and wow. earnhardt won at daytona in the first trip it was like the first the, the circle is like complete like like yes and mm -hmm. and the way he came from behind like i showed you that dale did at talladega mm -hmm. junior did it at Daytona to kind of cap things off. So, wow. Uh, and then uh, number six mm -hmm. is the closest finish in NASCAR history, and that is uh, Kurt Busch and Ricky Craven at Darlington. This was incredible. Uh, these two battled. Kurt Busch had no power steering, which is very hard to drive one of these race cars without power steering. And just coming to the line, and they're touching, they're beating, they're banging. And Ricky Craven got him by about an inch, literally an inch. Mm. And, you know, the famous call from Larry McReynolds doing the, the you know, the commentary for Fox, have you ever? And Daryl Waltrip, no, I've never. Like, it was just, that's how close it was. And it was significant because everyone looks very fondly on Darlington now. You look back at it, you know, they do the throwback weekend. And it's a NASCAR staple of a track. At the time, they were looking at getting rid of it. Hmm. Like completely rid of Darlington. It was going to go away because it wasn't drawing enough fans. And this race happened and it got fans interested in Darlington again. Hmm. So it's very significant. Hmm. And finally, Travis, yeah. number five. Yes. Something we will never see again. Never again. And people will probably say it's recency bias, but I don't care. Hail Mellon. Is number five. Number five on the greatest moments in NASCAR history. Wow. It was so significant, it has to have a rule change. They had mm -hmm. to ban it. Yeah. It was Sports Center's top play for the weekend. Mm hmm. There, it, it was crazy. It was insane. <laughs> yeah. The fact that he thought of it, did it, went through with it, and it worked. And it worked, yeah. It's one thing to think maybe this will work, it's another thing to do it 
and then it not work. But the fact that he thought it, did it, and it worked absolutely has to be a top 10 moment. And I'm going to put it at number five. Number five. Wow. Because it's now outlawed. We'll never see it again. And I think that's what makes it even more of a moment is you're sure. never going to see it again. Yeah, sure. That's definitely the lore. Yes. It is bigger now than it would have been if they kept allowing guys to do it. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, you're only going to see it once. That car should be in the NASCAR Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Because that is a moment that we will never see again that was talked about more so than the championship. Right. Like, more so that weekend, the talk was, after that race, did you see what Ross Chastain did? Mm-hmm. Can you believe he did that? Yeah. You, you pull even 50 NASCAR fans and ask them who won the Martinsville race last fall. They'll be like, I don't know. I just know Ross Chastain did that crazy thing with the wall. Right, exactly. That was <laughs> what everyone talked about in the NASCAR so world for the remembered. week. Yeah. So I think it's it's it transcended NASCAR. Mm-hmm. And anything I think that transcends NASCAR. Wow. Number you, five. You got to put it up there. So I'll put it at number five. Number five. Contemplated putting it higher, but we'll mm. we'll put we'll leave it at five. So Travis, that means that for tomorrow we are down to the final four. Final four. We have We've first the countdown. Wow. We have first multiple firsts that happened, and we have the darkest day in NASCAR history. Mm. In our yep. top five. In our uh, in our top four. Yep. So so there you go. There you go. Tomorrow will be it because uh, Sunday is the big one. Yep, and we'll do pick them tomorrow. American race. That's right. I'll have entertainment. NASCAR pick them. Yep. I might try to explore some uh, entertainment. I do have a uh, thanks to Gronk's Kick of Destiny uh, free entertainment. There you go. uh, Coming up, and I'll tell you about that more off the air. But uh, (laughs) I'll need to uh, do that sometime soon. Uh Uh, There, I think it expires next week. Next Tuesday, I think is when it expires. So there you go. What better time to use it than now? Yeah, now this weekend, or might just save it for Monday. I don't know. There you go. See. Uh, what happens there, but a lot of things to uh, cover uh, tomorrow, including uh, we got to get set for the All Star Game. Got to get set for regionals. So yeah, we got uh, regionals, slam we dunk contest, championship, point contest, everything. Giannis is in the skills competition. That's right. Yeah, he is. So uh, we got a lot of things to uh, take care of and a lot of things to uh, recap. So uh, we'll be back to uh, do it all for you tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. And we'll be back for you on your Feel Good Friday. So uh, we'll talk to you then. Peace out. Have a good one.